Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today and welcome to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. This is my podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is my safe space where I keep it real and I say what I got to say and everything is unfiltered. OK, so first and foremost, yesterday was crazy on social media. A lot of drama was ensuing yesterday behind what Karuchi Tran had posted on her Instagram page. A lot of people had mixed feelings about this and um, I also reposted it and there was so much dialogue on my Instagram page that I knew I had to turn this into a podcast now on top of that um, my connect in China was really upset about everything too and she wanted to voice her opinion so I have her coming um, leaving her statement during the podcast as well so if you guys do not know this is what Karuchi Tran posted onto Instagram. She says, xenophobia is not okay. To target and discriminate Asians is wrong in big capital letters. There are Asians afraid to leave their homes. There are people who have already been hurt. I know you guys have seen the video of the older Asian man, angry face emoji. The coronavirus is not the Chinese virus. Let's stop instilling more fear and hate. The world is struggling enough as it is. Please stop this. And then she also goes on to write please for the love of humanity so like I said a lot of people were really mixed of course the celebrities praised her and you know gave her props and agreed but the regular folks honey oh they were dragging her they had stuff to say so you know I kind of want to break this down because what I want to let people know is and to my Asian subscribers who send me messages and and send me you know well wishes and good words and encouragement thank you it means a lot to me because I'm so tired of this narrative being spun that I'm racist or I'm xenophobic against Asian people. I have no issues with anybody. But if you've been following me, you know I'm all about truth and I'm all about receipts. And what's good for the goose is damn sure good for the gander. I don't mince my words. I don't play games and I don't throw rocks and hide my hands. So let's go ahead and, and you know, kind of get into this and break this down. Now, what I find really interesting about Karuchi is this. Now, if you guys don't know, um, she's half black, half Vietnamese. To me, phenotypically, she looks like an Asian woman. When I see Karuchi, I don't see a black woman. I see an Asian woman because she looks more phenotypically Asian. Beautiful girl. I'm just saying. So what I find very funny about this is that when it comes to her Asian side, she's speaking very loudly and she's, you know, having their back as she should because she's a biracial. She's half Asian, half black. So she's speaking very loudly about this. She's calling out the discrimination, which I get. But I also had to give her the side eye because, again, this is the same woman who went on to 106 in Park and basically made fun of Blue Ivy's hair. Blue Ivy at that time was a baby. And she got on there, and this is what she said um, on 106 in Park. Y'all go ahead and check this out. But here are the top six things. 
things Blue Ivy thought about the VMAs with number six. I really did wake up like this because my parents never combed my hair. Oh, uh, uh, I can't. <laughs> All right, so you guys just heard what she had to say. Basically, you know, accusing Beyonce and Jay-Z of not doing her hair. And that caused a huge backlash. If you guys do not know, that is why 106 in Park was canceled. After that, they basically suspended the producer. Karuchi went on an apology tour. And 106 in Park was no more. You know, so I just find that really funny that just a few years ago, you know, she's so quick to make fun of a child and their hair texture. And mind you, she's half black. So as a half black woman, even though you don't have that hair texture, you have more Asian textured hair. Why would you deem that as an okay joke? Why would you not as a woman say to the producer, like, nah, that's not funny. I don't want to go there. But again, that was years ago. People change. But I have to point that out. That's very important because she saw nothing wrong with the joke. She had no problem saying the joke. And it wasn't until she received the backlash is then when she chose to apologize. But when it comes to her Asian half, she's not playing that at all. A lot of people were very, you know, upset in stating this. And I just want to state some things. The reason why Karuchi and others are saying that is because they feel like, the president calling it the Chinese virus is causing a lot of xenophobia. So now my um, connect in China, she hit me up this morning and she was very upset because she's seeing the propaganda and she's seeing how people are being shamed and being accused of being xenophobic towards the Chinese. Meanwhile, her and other foreigners in China are experiencing real xenophobia. Xenophobia that if it happened here, it'd be national news and those people would be shamed. But in China, they don't care. It's not national news. So she sent me videos of black people being kicked out of Chinese restaurants, not being let into the mall, white people, you know, being treated horribly by the Chinese as well. Because now what China is doing, they're trying to spin a narrative that the U.S. Army is the one who delivered the disease to Wuhan, that this was some type of foreign American plot to destroy the Chinese economy. And the Chinese people are regurgitating this. China is working behind the scenes to downplay the coronavirus outbreak, even going so far to falsely accuse the United States for starting it. This tweet from a Chinese government spokesperson claiming that the U.S. Army brought the virus to Wuhan. Amid a global pandemic, why the blame game? Senior research fellow with the Heritage Foundation's Asian Studies Center, Dean Chang, is here. Uh, why the blame, the blame game at this point, Dean? What's China's angle? Well, I think the Chinese are working very hard for two reasons. One is to basically uh, make sure that China isn't blamed for this global pandemic, to present itself as a responsible player. And this also has a domestic component, right? Uh, if the Chinese government says it was the Americans that started it, this is a message that will go over the Chinese government hopes well at home to basically say, look, if there were any problems, it wasn't our fault. It was the Americans who spread the disease to us. The South China Morning Post, Dean, is reporting that the first case happened in Wuhan, patient zero, back in November, November 17th of 2019. So I don't know how China's going to prove that. Again, many people scratching their heads and asking why it matters. However, with the pandemic now reaching our shores here in the U.S., do you think Beijing is emboldened? 
I think that the Chinese uh, are driven by a couple of things. One is that they clearly are able to influence a number of international organizations. Notice how long it took the World Health Organization, for mm. example, to finally declare a pandemic. Second of all is that they do have significant uh, portions of the American pharmaceutical supply chain. And I suspect that this is also an implicit threat against the United States to say, look, um, if, if you tick us off enough, we have the ability to turn off things like ibuprofen and precursor chemicals for penicillin. 95% of ibuprofen is supplied from China. That's an excellent point. Do you think they could limit their exports of uh, what we need right now in terms of masks and, uh, and disinfectants? To be fair to the Chinese, um, they have, at this point, probably the largest number of cases. So I'm not sure that we're seeing evidence of them deliberately slowing mm -hmm. down exports. But certainly, I think the Chinese are going to prioritize meeting their own demands before they allow significant exports around the world. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from it's China. Racist. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. That's why. China and others have criticized you for using the phrase uh, Chinese virus. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you going to continue using that phrase? Well, China uh, was putting out information which was false, that our military gave this to them. That was false. And uh, rather than having an argument, I said, uh, I have to call it where it came from. It did come from China. So I think it's a very accurate term. But no, I didn't appreciate the fact that China was saying that our military gave it to them. Our military did not give give it to anybody. Critics say using that phrase creates a stigma. Um. No, I don't think so. No, I think saying that our military gave it to them creates a stigma. Words matter. Only at that presents physical harm to the Asian American community. Medical experts and health experts agree that the proper term is COVID-19 or a novel coronavirus. By using this term, it adds nothing to the scientific community, but causes harm to the Asian American community. So I want you guys to go ahead and look at these screenshots that she sent me. Uh, I'm going to show you guys the videos. Then I'm also going to play you guys the audio that she sent me. I'm going to disguise her voice, of course. But I want you guys to listen to what she has to say as well. So you guys go ahead and check this out.
first and foremost, as an American expat, having lived here off and on for more than a decade, I can tell you that there were times where things were better. I can tell you during the Obama administration, you had a lot of Chinese people that would come up and say, Obama, and, and really cool things. And if you said you were American, they would want to be inquisitive. Not that that doesn't still happen, but what that spurred on is this concept of Obama black. So if you want to get hired for to a job, they would prefer you to be Obama black meaning you need to be his skin tone or American to get opportunities here in China. I actually thought that was a joke until I started seeing Africans showing it in groups. Work groups and WeChat where even white people were saying it. Now, there has always been an issue with job postings saying no Africans no blacks, white skin, blue eyes. But now the racism and xenophobia has transgressed into everyone. Now you are seeing an uptick after this virus has now turned into a pandemic. And now that the Chinese have tried to quell and suppress the viral count and the numbers, now there's been an actual propaganda suggest that this virus was originated outside of China. And that has been propagated in all fashions and in many different venues that us foreigners may not have access to. So much so that now even white, black, anybody that doesn't look Asian is receiving attacks. They won't sit next to us on the trains. They move away from us in, in open places. I had a friend who coughed the other day and the woman jumped back and almost got hit by a car. It's not just black people, although we're always on the bad end or the negative receiving end of things. But it has just gotten out of hand. And I am tired of seeing the commentary saying, oh, why are we calling it the Chinese virus? Well, what about the Ebola? What about the Zika? What about the African swine flu? Let's not even talk about how they were treating the Africans over here just a few months ago. Now, because they're propagating the words, suggesting that now they're calling it new uh, viruses or new cases that are imported into China, they are mistreating us. I can't tell you how many times that I've been harassed just trying to do regular business to determine if I've left the country or will they even serve me. So, to all of the people who are sitting here saying, oh, don't call it the Chinese virus, as a person of color, 
I could never sit back and support racism or xenophobia in the discrimination because I know how that feels. But please, don't throw a rock and then hide your hand. Don't be the person that says, oh, this is happening to me, and then turn yourself to the left and do it to someone else. I am exhausted with it, and people need to know. So what I think make people pay attention is money. So stop buying from them, and maybe they'll start treating people with respect. They don't let black people in Q-Match, just a future yeah, reference, yeah, that's a thing. Just say it in Chinese, no black people allowed in Q-Match, so please don't spend your money in Q-Match because they don't let black people in for some reason, even though I spend the same money. No black people. After we waited two hours for Q-Match. I love this place, and now it's a problem. Because they don't like black people in. Oh, he just said it in Chinese. We don't like black. My boss told me not to let black. He said it. He said it in Chinese. My boss told me don't let black people in. Don't touch me. No, 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 no. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You crazy? He's crazy. Don't touch me. No, 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 we're not trying to cause a problem, but they made it a problem. We need to call the police. Why are you calling me? Why are you calling me? My boss told me don't let black people in. Don't talk to me. Yes, yeah, please don't. We're leaving. We already paid. Paid money. Okay. But I made sure all the black people get in. Listen this. My boss tell me don't let black people get in. I get. I let you get in. What? Come on. Yeah, four people. I swear he just said that. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a break really quick. We have an ad from one of our sponsors. Y'all go ahead and listen to this, and I will be back with the podcast. So I want to go ahead and thank everyplate.com for sponsoring today's podcast. They are official tea sippers, you guys. So let me go ahead and explain to you what every plate is. Every plate is basically a meal subscription service. So you go onto the website, and every week you can choose from 11 different meals. And um, you pick what meals you want, and basically they package everything for you in a box. So you'll have fresh ingredients. Everything is going to be packaged in a box. It's highly insulated. So there's ice in there. There's insulation. And you will get it within 48 hours. And everything is nice and cold, okay? The meals start at $4.99 
per week and you can choose if you want to do a serving for two people or for four people. So now as you guys know, honey, y'all know I can throw down, y'all know I can cook. So I wanted to put this to the test. I wanted to see if this was as easy as they're making it seem because they said you can cook these recipes within 30 minutes. So I had my 14 year old take time to do this. So when you open the box, all of the ingredients are in there and then it also comes with a nice instructional package. So it tells you everything that they sent and what you're going to need to make the meal. And if you don't have the cards, you can always go on the website to look for the recipes as well. Everything was really delicious. So I think this was a really good meal service. It was definitely worth it. Everyplate.com is a wonderful option for people who are not able to go out and shop in the stores, especially with everything that's going on now. So if you don't want to go to the stores you can sign up for this subscription and basically they will deliver it to your home so now i have some deals for you guys okay so basically you can get three weeks of every plate meals instead of paying the 4.99 on the website you can get it for 2.99 per meal as long as you use my code and my code is sip slow three that's s-i-p S-L-O-W, the number three. If you use that code, the meal will be $2.99, and that's a $72 value. 40% off of your first three boxes. So I definitely think it's worth it. Make sure you guys go and check them out. And thank you once again to everyplate.com for sponsoring this podcast. All right, so I'm back. So let's go ahead and pick this up. As you guys just heard what she had to say, and she made some really good points. And if you guys do not know, since this virus has come out, the racism has always been there towards foreigners, especially blacks. And I've seen white people who live in China speak on how bad the blacks are treated. You know, where... When you go to apply for jobs, it'll, it will clearly state no dark skin, no black people, no Africans, you know, things like that. We're looking for a teacher, blonde hair, blue eyes only apply. Imagine if that was still going on here in the States where people were putting up job posting and saying nobody from China, nobody of Asian descent apply. That would be all the way wrong. That would be disgusting. As long as somebody is qualified for the job, I don't care what their ethnicity is, what their race is, or what they physically look like. That should not be be a hindrance for them to apply for a job and to do that job to the best of their ability but this is what's going on in China that people don't want to speak about okay so I kind of gave you guys the backstory and how a lot of the people um, especially some of my subscribers who are living in China are feeling and they're saying that now it's getting even worse now they're being treated even worse when they get onto trains when they go to the subway like the Chinese people are staying clear from them and backing up off of them because they're being told by their government that it's the foreigners and the Americans who spread the virus, who brought the virus to Wuhan. So the virus starts in y'all's own backyard from the wet markets. But now do you see how they flip the narrative and now they're blaming the U.S. and the military? It's insane. As to COVID-19, at least early on. So the president has described Xi Jinping as a personal friend and praised much of China's action in response to COVID-19, at least early on. So what's his take on this latest Chinese strategy? Do you believe that China is inflicting this upon our country? No, I don't believe they're inflicting. I think they could have given us a lot earlier notice. Absolutely. Please. Republicans on the Intelligence Committee have had a long-running investigation into China. And what you're beginning to see is what we've been seeing for many years, and that is, is that this is an authoritarian regime that cannot be trusted. One of the most important things that we need right now out of China, Shannon, is it would be nice to have good data about 
how they tested, what were the symptoms, what were the different age groups, and, and what were the symptoms that they came up with, what were the best treatments. These are all things that you're not seeing. What you are seeing, as Secretary Pompeo said, is you're seeing them blame the U.S. Army. Uh, that's unacceptable. Uh, this virus originated in China. They covered it up, uh, and they have caused a worldwide panic. Like I said, a lot of this stuff and this dialogue from Carucci and others came about because of Trump constantly calling the uh, coronavirus the Chinese virus. He's been saying that recently. So a lot of people are accusing him of racism and saying that, you know, it, it basically makes people look at Chinese people wrong and this will cause xenophobia towards the Chinese. But again, I say this, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a tale of two viruses, because one thing I noticed is the the way they're handling this virus is totally different from how they handled the Ebola. OK, so let me go ahead and bring you back to a time in case you weren't aware, because a lot of people in America were not even aware that there was an outbreak in West Africa as recently as 2014. And so many people died because of the Ebola. And you guys know I talked about this in prior videos that um. I had studied the Ebola virus back in high school, and this is a virus that comes back every 10 to 20 years. And so we had a huge outbreak in West Africa. It started in uh, Morovia, Liberia, and a lot of people were dying. What ended up happening is that basically um, at that point, there was a lot of discussions of, you know, banning travel. You had the Alabama congressman at that time, Bradley Brime. He was going on a hobo tour to basically ban travel from West Africa to America. Okay, and I don't disagree with that because I also feel like Ebola is so dangerous that if you catch it, the, the, the chance of survival is very, very slim. So I don't disagree with that, but I find it funny how no one caught that racist. Nobody caught that xenophobic towards the Liberians because they ended up banning travel after a while. You couldn't come from West Africa here. South Africa even banned travel. You couldn't travel if you were from an Ebola affected place in Africa. You could not travel to South Africa. Nobody accused them of xenophobia. So let me go ahead and play you guys this clip. Lawmakers grilled the director of the CDC about the U.S. response to the Ebola outbreak. Enhanced Ebola screenings began today at four airports. The CDC is now considering expanding what's called a do not board list that prevents people with a known infectious disease from flying. The list could soon also include people being monitored for exposure to Ebola. The calls for banning travel altogether to and from West Africa are getting louder. It needs to be solved in Africa, but until it is, we should not be allowing these folks in. Period. Alabama Congressman Bradley Byrne is in favor of the travel ban. He made his opinion well known today on Capitol Hill. He joins us now on the phone. Congressman Byrne, you say this is all about keeping new cases from entering the U.S. That's exactly right. You know, we know we have a problem. We know that we've been able to contain that problem in Texas. But if we have more people coming into the country, that makes it now that much more difficult for us to be able to contain it. So. Until we get our act together better, and it's clear we don't have our act together very well here in the United States, let's keep more, any more people from entering the country. Let's get our act together when we know what we've got, know what we can do to contain it. Then perhaps we could open up that travel again. All right, so you guys just heard that clip. Another thing I have to point out why people are crying about Trump being xenophobic um, by calling it the Chinese virus, you guys forget how he used to just go in on his Twitter feed. Now, during the Ebola outbreak, this was five years ago, Trump basically said that the doctors 
who caught Ebola, who were doing nothing more than really helping the people there, they should suffer consequences. Then he proceeded to tweet the following. Ebola patients will be brought to the U.S. in a few days. Now I know for sure that our leadership is incompetent. Keep them out of here. Then he says, stop the Ebola patients from entering the U.S. Treat them at the highest level over there. The United States has enough problems. Then he says the U.S. cannot allow Ebola infected people back. People that go to far away places to help out are great, but must suffer the consequences. The fact that we are taking the Ebola patients while others from other areas are fleeing to the United States is absolutely crazy and stupid. A doctor on NBC Nightly News agreed with me that we should not bring Ebola into our country, but should bring docs to them. So that's how vocal he was during the Ebola situation. And I didn't see the media really criticizing that. Okay. And I just find it really funny that when it came to that, it was like, no, shut down everything. They don't need to come here. But when it came to the um, coronavirus, they were still allowing travel. They weren't taking this seriously. Until the first few cases started popping up around the U.S. And even then, they were still allowing travel. And then when he finally said, okay, I'm putting a travel ban on certain countries, then the world was in an uproar. The EU was upset. Europe was upset. And it makes no sense. Because, again, when it was Africa, nobody was upset when people were talking about travel bans and not allowing people from Africa to come here from Ebola-ridden countries. But then when it came to this coronavirus, all of a sudden there was all this pushback and, you know, xenophobia and racism. So, again, I say that to say this. Do you see the tale of two viruses? Um, a lot of doctors chastised the U.N. over the Ebola response as a third American tested positive. This is all stuff that was in the news. It's like they were just saying, deal with it over there. Keep it over there. We don't want to be bothered. There wasn't a whole bunch of aid going over there to try and help resolve this. Eventually, once it started getting worse and worse and spawn out of control, then they try to send in help. But I feel like the way that this virus, the coronavirus was treated, they've been they were treated with kitten gloves compared to the Ebola. Let's start with the name, because a lot of y'all want to cry that. Well, there's there's a scientific name for coronavirus It's COVID 19. We should only be using that. But I say that to say this. Isn't it funny that a virus that started in Wuhan, China, that was initially called the Wuhan virus because they didn't have a name for it at the time. Now it has a scientific name. I find it very funny that they were even given a scientific name. How come Ebola virus to this day has not been given a scientific name? How come the Zika virus? Okay, how come that has not been given a scientific name? But see, these are conversations that people don't want to have. Everybody's so busy being politically correct. That at this point in time, the, the PC stupidity is more contagious than the virus. The whole world is literally going crazy right now. The whole world is literally self-quarantining. People don't know when they're going to get their next paycheck, what they're going to do. People are depressed. People are going through it right now. They're going stir crazy in the house. And we literally have people out here crying about the, the president and other people calling it the Chinese virus. But yet and still, nobody's bothered when they call it the Spanish flu. Nobody's bothered when they call it the German measles. Nobody's bothered when they call it the, the Ebola or the Zika virus. That doesn't seem to bother anybody when it comes to viruses coming from other countries. I truly believe the reason why, you know, 
a lot of people in China are upset about the coronavirus being called, you know, the Chinese virus is because they don't want that stain on their country. They don't want to look bad. They already know they look bad out here to the world. They lied umpteen times. They even arrested the doctor who was trying to do his job and warn people about this virus as early as December. Now we're getting new reports that this virus had been out and known in China and in other nations as early as November. But they didn't tell their doctors. They didn't tell people what to look for. So when the doctor was talking in his group chat and letting people know what was going on amongst other doctors and it just happened to leak because everything is surveilled by the Chinese government, um, he was arrested. And he ended up catching the coronavirus and he ended up dying. If they can say, oh, they're being xenophobic towards us. Look at, you know, America being racist and, you know, they're being xenophobic to us. And, you know, they're trying to call it the Chinese virus. They don't want that attached to them because they know they're already getting blamed. At this point in time, this is becoming economical if you don't realize that. The problem is the Chinese government, you know, what I'm saying they dropped the ball. I'm not making this podcast to blame the people. This has nothing to do with the people. This is beyond their control. They don't control anything in China. So I have no issues with the Chinese people themselves for the most part. The racist ones, they can kick rocks. But just the regular average citizens, they have nothing to do with this chaos. This is all the CCP. At this point, this is turning economical. And they're scared that basically if America is pointing the finger at China and telling the truth that the virus started in China. They dropped the ball. They didn't, you know, listen to warnings. They didn't tell the, you know, the World Health Organization what was going on. That if America stops dealing with them and stops, you know, sending everything over there to be manufactured, other nations will follow suit. And if other nations will follow suit, China will no longer be that huge superpower with unlimited resources of money. And that is what they're scared of. It's not about the xenophobia. It's not even about the racism. This goes deeper than that. And you guys need to wake up and realize that this is about economics. They are scared of an economic downfall right now. They've lost a lot economically with everything being shut down with mass quarantine and all that stuff and them not being able to manufacture anything. So they're already feeling that economic crunch. But if the U.S. says, you know what, after all this, we don't want to deal with China anymore. Other countries will follow suit. Because it went from a virus in Wuhan to now a a, a global pandemic. There's people in India with it, people in Africa with it, people in the Caribbean, people in Europe. I mean, this has spread everywhere because of the CCP's irresponsibility and them not wanting to be honest and them not, you know, wanting to tell people the truth about what was going on in their country. They covered it up uh, and they have caused a worldwide panic. Okay, tonight, uh, earlier on Tucker, I believe it was, um, Senator Tom Cotton talked about introducing legislation to break the U.S. dependence on pharmaceuticals that China is now dangling over our heads, at least rhetorically. Where do you think that goes? Mm -hmm. Well, look, I think that what you're going to see after we we figure out how to treat the uh, this virus, and hopefully it begins to slow globally. Uh, what you're going to see is many countries that are going to for sure want to break the supply chain. That we're not going to want to have to rely on China uh, for anything that is uh, it, that is paramount for the survival of our people or for our or to our economy. Uh, and so, you know, we had already started that uh, with uh, some of the.
trade sanctions that we have put in place and the trade tariffs that the Trump administration was dealing with. Now I think people are beginning to understand that it's not just about the supply chains. It's not just about their 2025 and 2035 plan that they have to, to, to rule the world. Uh, you also have other issues out there, Shannon, like uh, how they're subsidizing Huawei and they're trying to roll out uh, the next generation of, of communications capabilities and also how they're stealing us blind with from with our intellectual property. These are all issues that have to stop. I so I don't want to hear all this stuff about xenophobia and, you know, it's wrong to call it the Chinese virus if you didn't have the same energy when they named it the Ebola virus and the Zika virus. Until this day, there's still no scientific term. I don't want to hear it. With that being said, I don't agree with xenophobia and I don't agree with racism. This is not the time to go around harassing Asian people, calling them coronavirus carriers. You know, um, I, I had some of my Asian subscribers saying that they've been harassed in grocery stores, people mean mugging them, you know, people making them feel uncomfortable. That is not OK. And I'm saying that loud and clear. That is not OK, especially if you're a person of color. I don't want to be harassed when I go into a store. I don't want to be followed. I don't want to be, you know, ridiculed and, and belittled and called an Ebola carrier. That's not OK. So we have no business and no right to do that to Chinese people at all. But what we're going to do is be honest, put the facts out there and, and call a spade a spade in China. Do not sit here and cry about xenophobia and racism when you guys are treating the black people in your country and the white people in your country with xenophobia and racism. When they're not allowed to go into restaurants and go eat, when they're not allowed to patronize malls, you have no right to sit there and then point fingers at America. That's bullshit. Clean up your own home in your own backyard. Make sure you're not doing anything racist and xenophobic before you start accusing others of doing the same thing. I want to thank you guys for taking time out to listen to my podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. You guys can leave comments on YouTube. Let me know how you feel about this. Do you agree with everything that's going on? Do you feel like to call it the Chinese virus is xenophobic and racist? Or do you feel like, nope, because we have no problem calling it the Ebola and the Zika and the German and the Spanish flu. And this is just a big to do about nothing. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. And I also want to know what you guys feel about Karuchi Tran because she kind of, you know, sparked the debate and all the drama last night how do you guys feel about what she posted do you guys agree with her do you disagree with her so let's go ahead and get the discussion popping so i want to go ahead and thank you guys once again for supporting me and supporting my podcast i will talk to you guys later bye thank you for listening to today's show make sure you join us again soon for all the latest tea make sure you follow me on my social media pages just put in l-o-v-e-l-y-t-i on twitter instagram facebook and youtube